So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm Joe. And I'm Serena. And we are here with Caitlin. Caitlin, the radio chemist from Joey's season, because that's such a interesting, cool job. And I think you may be the first radio chemist ever on The Bachelor. Maybe. It yeah. is a pretty rare profession, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. What um, can you explain for four dummies? <laughs> How like you, us. Yeah. How, how would you explain <laughs> what you do? So I can't go into too much detail, but radiochemistry as a profession is when you separate out actinides or radionuclides um, mm-hmm. from a given substance and determine how much is in there. God, I told so, you that. I told you that. <laughs> go ahead. Is that what you guess? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I knew that. Sure, Joe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, I don't know if I can say much more, um, but that's pretty much like the gist of it. Yes? Gist? Gist. 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 <laughs> the gist of it. The gist of it. So how did you end up in this career then? Because I imagine you didn't grow up being like, I just want to be a radio chemist. No. So I've always been really good at like STEM, math, chemistry, all those things. And so going into college, like, obviously you want to do something you're good at. That's just like, I feel like human nature. Um, So I decided to study chemistry. And then really my focus in undergrad was inorganic chemistry. Like I did a lot of work with like lanthanide complex structures and um, just like material sciences. 
And so I graduated in May of 2020, which was, you know, like when COVID hit, all of the research facilities that I applied to, they had withdrawn applications because they just didn't have the funds. And so I just took like a quick little break and basically my old lab mate in one of my classes had been like, Hey, what if you joined my lab? And I was like, huh? I like looked it up and like, Oh man, this is prestigious. I should really look into this. And so honestly, it kind of just like fell into my lap in a way. Um, And now I find like a lot of fun in radiochemistry. Like I find a lot of interest, but it was never my intent to go into radiochemistry. Gotcha. And where, where are you from? Um, so I grew up in Texas, um, but I went to college in Austin. Okay. What school? Um, university of Texas. Okay. And then do you think, because you're saying. Is that the only, that might be the only college there. I'm like, no, there's, there's a bunch. So that wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Joe went to the College of Grocery Stores and the Board of Trade, so <laughs> different career history. Um, but so you said you kind of fell into radiochemistry. That wasn't always the intention or the goal. Do you think you'll stay in that career path or do you have other avenues that you want to explore? Yeah, so I'm currently applying to master's programs for medical physics and medical dosimetry. Um I've been doing interviews, so hopefully they go well. Um, So I'm looking into staying in radiation, but just like in a different avenue, I would say. And where where are you currently? Where do you live now? Are you still in Texas? No. So I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I moved here for my job, actually. Okay. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. I've been I've been the I've been the Santa Fe once. (gasps) Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool little city, right? It's amazing. It has yeah. so much culture. And one thing I love about Santa Fe is you can make friends anywhere. Like I moved there and only knowing one person, I made friends in like a coffee shop at a bar and I still talk to them to this day. So it's just like one of those like neat little cities where everyone's just so sociable. I love it. That's yeah, crazy. That's right. I feel like that's yeah. so rare. Like I feel like so that's the rare. opposite of what most people say when they move to a new city is like, oh, it's so hard to like meet new people. Yeah. I never really felt that. I just like, I mean, during COVID, it was hard. So I waited until like restrictions lifted, but I ended up meeting like a great friends there. Do you think it's a, it's more that you are like an extroverted social person or do you think there's just like a strong sense of community there? I think there's a strong sense of community there. I'm definitely not extroverted, I would say. Um, Maybe more so in the past now, but I've never been really like the one to be like, I never liked a lot of attention on myself or anything like that. So I feel like it's just when you're in such a small community, um, Santa Fe is only like 80,000 people and most of them are like retired folk. So when you see someone under like 35, you're like, oh my God, how are you? <laughs> you know, you're it's like, I know everyone within at least like one degree of separation that's under 35 in Santa Fe. That's just gotcha. like how it is. Mm-hmm. I was in um, Hilton Head. I was living there for like three, four months um, with a friend of mine after university. And we were there from September to December, which is not the summer months. So like everyone that's young and was our age that was back away going to school. And I remember we were like, we are the youngest people on this island. Like (laughs) we need to find, like hunt down some people that are our age. Make sure you ask Alan about New Mexico. Just jot that down your notes. Okay. Um, So... (laughs) Caitlin, what I'm scared was to find out whatever that what story was is dating life? <laughs> what, what was dating life like for you before before going on The Bachelor? 
Um, yeah, so not good. Um, <laughs> dating in Santa Fe was pretty hard for me, I would say. I just felt like there weren't, like, again, the population of people is just so small. And, like, then the single people are even smaller. And, the like, I don't know. It was just so difficult to find anyone that I could date. And then out of those people, it wasn't, like, anything ever truly clicked. Like, I never felt butterflies or anything or like I never could get past like the fourth date like it just couldn't happen for me interesting do you think yeah. though like I feel like if there's only so many people under 35 like after a while you must be like I've dated everyone in this freaking city <laughs> oh for sure and also you also have to like get rid of like subtract all the people that your friends have gone out with too so it's like yeah. it gets like, even smaller and smaller and yeah, there's come a point where I just like quit dating, like maybe like a couple months before the show. I was like, or a couple months before I applied to be on the show, rather. I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> this is yeah. it for me, I guess. No, I have yeah. friends that are like single and on that dating grind. And it, they're like, it starts off fun. And then after a while, you just get dating fatigue. And you're like, I'm deleting all the apps for a few months. I'm taking a break. Like I cannot go on another first date. It gets exhausting. Were you buying into your family curse of like everyone's single and maybe it's just not for me? Well, I feel like our curse is more of a nice thing to blame our problems on. It's not like we necessarily like believe it. But and also I feel like my my mom and my aunts, they're just so independent that they just like or they've felt love and they just like haven't felt that again. You know what I mean? So it's more like not giving in to something that you know you're not worth, like not worthy of. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? It's like you don't want to go into something when you know it's not the one for you. You don't want to settle, um, yeah. essentially. You don't want to settle. Yeah. I don't want to settle. And it took me like a while to realize that like, you know, in earlier years, I definitely fell into relationships way too quickly. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and obviously there was a part of you that that was kidding when you were talking about it on the show but when your when your mom and, and your aunts watched it back what did they what did they say oh my gosh well i mean they are just they thought it was so funny they were like Good. i cannot believe they aired this i was like convinced that they were gonna add like editing on it with like voodoo lights <laughs> and like little orbs or something i was so convinced they were gonna do that um, but yeah, I mean, they were prepared for the worst. I was like, guys, like, sorry, like I did mention you. Um, but you know, we talk about the curse all the time and yeah. they're such like lighthearted and fun people. So they didn't care at all. <laughs> That's good. Nice. That's so fun. So then dating life was not it. How did you end up on The Bachelor? Oh my gosh. So, um, my best friend nominated me on The Bachelor and then I was like, guys, can you believe it? Like Catherine nominated me to be on The Bachelor. And then a lot of my friends did it all of a sudden. I'm like, ah, shit, I should just like nominate myself. And so it was just kind of like my friend saw that like I just gone on another date and it wasn't working. And she was like, you need to go um, where they have pre-vetted someone and you know that they're going to be a good person. You always say um, that. I do because as women, like if you meet a guy at a bar where you don't have like a mutual friend with like with them or something like that, you're like, you're not pre-vetted. Like you could be totally crazy. You could be a scumbag and it's going to take me a decent amount of time, like at least three or four dates to figure that out for myself. Whereas when you go on The Bachelor, 
or like Bachelor in Paradise or any of these shows, it's like, okay, sure, like someone could still kind of be a scumbag, I guess, but it's like they're pre-vetted. You know, they're not crazy. You know, they're like emotionally available. You know, they're genuinely looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Sorry to just take over, Caitlin. But I always say like there's a for women, I feel like it's a big thing being like this guy is pre-vetted. No, exactly. And especially the part where they're looking for a relationship. I feel like a lot of guys pretend that they are. And I'm like, oh, I really like you. And they're like, well, I'm not ready for anything yet. And I'm like, well, why don't I don't waste, waste my, my time. time. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's you know we're, we're back in chronological so you, order. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel so. Caitlin, Serena really needs to do this like in chronological order these interviews. So when I jumped ahead and asked about your your mom and your aunt, I could just feel I could feel the anxiety in the room. Um, I'm just like a linear thinker. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So, okay, so you get on, so you you get on, and uh, what are your thoughts? Did you know Joey was going to be the bachelor? What were your thoughts when you found out it was going to be him? So I had no idea it was going to be him until 
you know, when they announced him on TV and I was like, so psyched. <laughs> like me and okay. my friends were like doing dances all around the kitchen because in all honesty, like, obviously like I want to find this per my person and I want to go on the show um, for someone that's like vetted. And I know they have the same goals in mind. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't really willing to go on for someone that I knew I couldn't be interested in or, you know, wasn't attracted to. And so when I saw it was Joey and he's just like the most amazing, nice, sweet person I've ever met with like golden retriever energy, which is like definitely my type. I was just so psyched. And that's when I was like really locked in. And that's when I told my work, I was like, Hey guys, I'm like <laughs> peacing out for a little bit. That's awesome. No, I feel like a lot of the women from your season were super happy to find out it was Joey. For sure. Yeah. So you get on the show. It's night one. Can you tell us about the dress that you wore? Because I feel like it was like super memorable and beautiful, but like definitely a unique silhouette compared to what we usually see for like night one gowns. Like how did you find it? Where's it from? How'd you pick it? So um, I'm half Vietnamese, um, so that's like my culture. And I mostly grew up with my mom who immigrated here when she was 17 or 18. And so I've always worn what that dress is called an Aoi Ai. And it's just like our traditional dress in Vietnam. And we normally wear it for like formal occasions. And in the past, they like wore it to school and like teachers wear it. So it's like very common in Vietnam. Um, and, you know, this was like a formal occasion to me. I was like, I'm going to meet someone tonight that could I could potentially be engaged to. I want him to know my culture and like see it on me, even if we don't have like a conversation about it. It's just like, are you willing to accept something that's like a little different than just like, you know, the normal like promise dresses, which obviously I wear in the future as well. But yeah, so it's called an Aoi and the whole point is to be completely modest so you're covered all the way head to toe and we have like pants underneath so there's like a slit the whole point is like femininity can still be um seen through modesty i'm obsessed that's amazing thank you <laughs> it was beautiful it looked amazing on you and i just think that it's such a great way to incorporate something special about you and your culture because you just never know how much time you're going to get with the lead and just to be like hey this is me and i'm going to like tell you about it but i'm also going to show you a part of who i am as well is really special what a cool story too like if you ask me like what i wore i'd be like yeah so where'd you get i got out of that store like, <laughs> <laughs> that's about that's about the that um so okay so how about the other women in the house any um who are you friends with who are you kind of like don't like this person <laughs> <laughs> um so in my limo was kelsey a and i just like immediately became really good friends with her she has such a wonderful energy and she wasn't nervous at all too which is why i think i like gravitated towards her that first night because I was like obscenely nervous like I'd never been that nervous in my whole life like I couldn't even like keep down a cookie and I love cookies like that was like unheard of for me what's your favorite cookie oh my god peanut butter peanut butter cookies yes. wow I, I, I love peanut butter cookies I we don't have peanut butter cookies in the house because Serena's allergic to nuts but oh no. I do I do love a peanut butter cookie I know yeah. I know I'm just a burden on, on Joe's <laughs> diet. <laughs> well, I, I mean, also, I, I haven't really been eating peanut butter that much because 
supposedly there's like a ton of mold in peanut butter. I know. Have you seen oh, this? Gross. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. I know. Um, so you're welcome. Actually, I'm saving your life. <laughs> but like, I'm sure once it gets heated, like it goes away. But I don't know. I mean, you're the radio chemist. I, not, not <laughs> I don't think those there's a crossover there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We're biologists. <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay. So Kelsey, uh, Kelsey A. Um, any, I feel any, like we've seen that, like in the last episode on the group date, we see you guys like kind of confiding in each other about the difficulty of that specific group date. Um, and mm-hmm. just like, I feel like clips, I've, I always see you guys like sitting together and stuff. Yeah, we were definitely close. And then I got close with Daisy and I didn't know this the first night um, about her cochlear implant, but I was just getting like so overwhelmed being in like a room with like so many people. I kept like finding places that were quiet and like lo and behold Daisy was there (laughs) Uh, which like makes sense like the day after when I found that out um but yeah I became close with her because we were just like talking about like how overwhelming it was like can you believe we're here you know that sort of conversation and then honestly I didn't get to talk to everyone night one just because I feel like I was so in my own head um that I didn't really feel like I got bad vibes from anyone night one yeah how about, you, how about like now, like mid-season, anyone give you bad vibes? Well, let's let's be a little more specific with it because there's definitely, we've seen a lot of drama in the house. We haven't seen you involved in any of it, obviously, but you were there. I'm sure you have your opinions on it. Um, the main, it seems like there's like kind of two sides and then like a middle ground. We've got like Maria and then mm-hmm. we've got Sydney, Leia, and Jess. Yes. Do you feel like you were close with any of these girls? Where do you think you kind of like fell in the mix of the drama? Right. So I would say for the drama itself, I was definitely more neutral. Um, like I have spoken with Maria and I've said this time and time again, she does have like such a positive energy and she never puts people down, but her conflict style is like way more aggressive than I think a lot of the other girls are. Um, and then I'm really close with Leia. Like we were roommates in the hotels in Malta and I love Jess. We were like our little like bees <laughs> together. So we were always like close, um, but neither of them held it against me that, you know, I was friends with the other, like neither one encouraged to like me to talk shit or anything like that. I feel like both the girls like have both sets of girls have such positive light around them that it's like disappointing that it went this way but I can understand it like people have different conflict styles so what do you think it was because I totally agree like it does seem like there's conflict and like yeah different ways even like with Sydney and Maria like they definitely are different in the way like they communicate and their conflict styles what do you think it was that was sparking this conflict because it does feel like there's like on a personal level tension between these girls yeah, that's, I don't even know because I remember I just come in from talking with Joey that night and I walked in and I was like, something's amiss. <laughs> like I missed something. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I think it's maybe more just like insisting that, um, like Maria was insisting, like who asked, who told you this, like who told you this? And then Sydney was very insistent as well. Like well, this isn't cool, like whatever, so-and-so. I don't know. It was just a lot for me. And I'm definitely like more of like a hands-off sort of person. Like I can be like, oh, we can disagree. Um, And that's okay with me. So I don't know. It was hard for me to understand too. (laughs) 
<laughs> on the same way. Like we could disagree and, and we could still be friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. So let, let's fast forward to present time in the show. Um, and you are one of the women that are on this group date, which is you guys play hockey. Something happens before that. <laughs> <laughs> and, there and was then, dancing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was a singing. Oh, yeah. We forgot about the, yeah. the singing dancing yeah. moment. The scavenger hunt group date was a lot. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, because um, we do see you catch, you pull Joey to the side and you are you struggle a little with the date, yeah, right? Yeah, but you're definitely not yeah. the only one. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like going into this group date, I was already putting like a lot of pressure I guess in Montreal because I knew it was only one more week and then hometowns so I guess in my head it was immediately like if I don't get a one-on-one this week I don't think I'm gonna make it like to be honest like I don't think neither of us will have enough time to make sure that I'm ready for him to meet my family and he's ready to meet my family so I initially put a lot of pressure on myself going into Montreal and then Joey doubled down and said, like, this is a very important week, had like a pretty somber tone, I feel like, to the start of it. Um, and then obviously I found out that I'm not getting a one-on-one. I'm on this group date. Um, so yeah, I, I had like a hard time with this group date, mostly because this felt like a date that you would kind of do just with one person. Like it didn't feel like you know, the other dates were so like yeah, you know, in a group. Yeah, more. It felt like the structure. Yeah, it felt like the structure of this group date was not cohesive to a group date. If that makes sense, like it felt really challenging for him to get around to everyone. Like it feels like it's something you do with a group of friends, or you would do it with just one other person. Like a sidewalk can only fit Joey plus one other girl. (laughs) Anytime you weren't that girl, you're like, oh man. Like it just yeah. like kind of sucks. I also feel like on the like a date, I would have gotten discouraged and been like, I'm not fighting my way up to the front. Like I'm just gonna hang in the back and be annoyed, probably. That's definitely what I was like. And I'm also definitely more of a passive person. Like I'm not someone who's gonna like throw an elbow to get to talk to someone. I and also you're all friends, I'm assuming at this point. Of course, too. yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm not interested in like throwing anyone under the bus, but also I want someone else to like make a move and like show that you're interested. And and that group date was hard because I don't I didn't felt like he did that with really anyone. Um and I know it's probably because like everyone was coming up to him and trying to take his time, but it would have been nice to have like that validation throughout the date. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, I it was a hard date to watch just knowing how probably hard it was to be on that date. Like I really empathize with you guys and Joey because it was just a difficult dynamic was there anyone that you felt like was really like you explained that you feel like you're more passive as like someone who didn't want to be like pushing their way to the front was there anyone on the date that you felt was doing that not even in like a a negative way but that was maybe just more their style like really going for it yeah um I feel like Jen is definitely like um that sort of person and I commend her for it like I wish I was like that um, but yeah. she's definitely like a very confident person and would always like go up to Joey and like show him little things and point out things. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could do that if my tummy wasn't mad at me because I was so anxious. Um, yeah, I feel like Jen really like shows her best self like on camera and in front of a lot of people and she's not afraid to show herself, which is really cool. 
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs in Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So then you have your conversation. We see you and Kelsey A have a little chat and just kind of you guys are talking about how you're both struggling on the date. Um, and then we see you talk to Joey that night and you just kind of open up about like how it was hard. Um, how did that conversation go? Um, you know, I guess it went okay. I would say I I think we had like an honest conversation, which is always good. Um, it did leave me with like kind of a sinking feeling though. Um, just because I felt like we both kind of agreed that, you know, it just like, it wasn't going at the pace that we needed to go. Like we never had a one-on-one and I, I never really pushed myself so hard or like got out of my head enough during these group dates to really like make myself seen. Um, so that was like a really difficult conversation to have, I feel like, and just to be like open about, cause I'm not used to like having to fight for a guy and then also just to be vulnerable in front of someone I haven't known that long, um, and in front of cameras too. That's so scary. Yeah, yeah it is tough. scary. 
So you left that kind of with a sinking feeling. Was there part of you that was wondering if you might be going home that week? I felt almost positive I was going home that week, sadly, um, just because I hadn't had that one-on-one time. And then our time, my time with Joey was really spent talking about how I wish I had time versus like, you know, furthering a relationship. So yeah, I didn't feel too great about it. I feel like though, and tell me, tell me if you disagree, but do you feel like it was kind of like, how do I want to phrase this? Like, were you in any way a little bit grateful that he was kind of honest with you in that conversation about where your relationship was at versus just being like, dumping a bunch of reassurance on you in that moment and then to leave the conversation feeling a lot better at the time, but then not getting rose the rose ceremony. 100%. Um, I really appreciated his honesty and I feel like me not getting a rose later or like leaving later in the week would have been so much tougher on me if I felt like he'd said like, oh, we're like totally there. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm so confident about you. Like that would have made me feel sorry, like a different way about it. So I'm really glad that he was honest with me as I was honest with him too. Was there any girls that you were surprised when they went home or maybe are surprised that they were still there? Like, "Hmm, I didn't realize like they had such a strong connection. No, I feel like the, the six girls that were left after Lay and I left, I felt like they had a strong connection. Like I was like, I was having a hard time even in my head, like who would even be going to hometowns? Like I had no idea who he was going to cut. But I was surprised that Lexi left because I thought they had a strong connection. But, you know, we like talked about like her timeline and stuff like that. So it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I just want to ask, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing, um, if not, no problem, because I know it's a bit of a personal question for Lexi, but she we never got to see what her timeline that she was kind of looking for? Did she ever speak with you guys about that? I know that Joey articulated his. Is she just kind of looking for a more like rapid pace? Because I know she just said like they don't align was kind of the messaging we got as viewers. Yeah. Um. So I know Joey mentioned that he wants like a longer engagement and like a longer marriage before having kids. And I just don't think that Lexi has that in mind. Um. I think she knows exactly what she wants and I applaud her for it. Um. So, yeah, I think she just wants like a shorter time frame to have her kids sooner um, just because of her health issues and stuff like that. So, totally, yeah. which absolutely makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, if, we get into yeah, let's play a game. Our game? I, a question, though. If, oh. if yeah, we're going to have a game. It's a lot of fun. Oh, if, if you were to get, if they did a Bachelor in Paradise and they asked you to go, would you? Hell yeah. I mean, nice. look, you guys came out of that. Like, yeah. I would love to find my person, um, even if it's through something unconventional like paradise. Um, yeah, I think it would be really fun. I don't know if I'd look forward to like sweating that much, but <laughs> you sweat a lot. You do sweat a lot. It's hot. Really? Down there. Oh, I'm so sweaty. It That's like funny. it like varies every season. Like, I feel like every year it's different. Our season was crazy hot. We had ter- and like we had storms and stuff, but oh, then no. we didn't have any bugs because it was so hot. Whereas then the following two years, I heard that it wasn't that like last year, I think it like wasn't that hot at all, but mm-hmm. it was crazy buggy. So it's like oh, pick your poison kind of situation. I know. I know. So- oh, also you have the tell all coming up. Anything you're yeah. excited about for that? 
I don't even know if I'm excited. I'm just like nervous um, because I know like with everything airing, like emotions have been arising again um, and bubbling up. So I'm just like nervous to see the conflict again because like being there in person, it's just so overwhelming. It's just like really, really loud um, arguing and it can just get to be a lot. Um, I really am excited though for both girls to like get to share more of their story and like why they felt that way because I feel like the show obviously like we have so much to show um or sorry we have so much that we uh films but not a lot can be shown and so I feel like it's a good time for the girls to have like that full hour to like really talk about it and get to the bottom of things and hopefully everyone can be friends after this so (laughs) Well, hopefully they don't take up the whole hour because I just, I don't know. I'm sure, I don't know what happens. I'm sure they're going to take up a good portion oh, of yeah. it. But yeah, I think the tell is always a great time to get more insight into like more details about the drama, maybe things that weren't shown um, and just more context for the viewers. And sometimes an opportunity for reconciliation. If Sydney and Maria walk away as friends, I'll literally be floored. But you never know. Anything could happen. <laughs> I'd be so shocked, <laughs> but I do hope it happens or at least all the other girls get along yeah. too. So yeah. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. You want to do thing it? That comes, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. First thing that comes to your head, just blurt it out. They're all just like easy, fun questions about you. No need to stress. Okay. Sneakers or heels for a night out? Sneakers. I'm 5'10", dude. Oh yeah. Like you're it. tall. Wait, were you taller than Joey? No, actually, um, when I wore my heels and he wore his like, I don't know, like loafers, I guess he they equated to like the heel. He was barely taller, but yeah. Okay. Kelsey A <laughs> seems tall too, right? Mm-hmm. She's just an inch shorter than me. I also think that's why we got along because we got to share so many clothes and shoes. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like else, you, like, Kelsey, and Lexi were always sharing clothes. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Dream vacation destination. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to Patagonia next week and that's like oh, that's always cool. been a dream of mine. So yeah. Cool. I'm a big like hiker and climber. So I'm excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. An artist you'd love to see perform. Oh my gosh. Tate McRae. No way. I think she's from I've like the really city I grew up her. in. Really? Yeah. I think she's, how old is she? She's like a few years younger than He's me, I think. pretty young, I think. Like, yeah. But one of 22? the guys... I used to dance like against at competitions is like her backup dancer, I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's like crazy. random connection. <laughs> favorite favorite group date this season. Oh my gosh. The tennis date was so fun. Night that was owl. So funny. I loved that date. Night <laughs> owl or early bird. Oh my god, neither. I'm like an old lady. I like I like to sleep in and then go to bed at like nine. <laughs> <laughs> favorite city to visit in the world. Oh my gosh. I just love Saigon, Vietnam so much. Favorite food or cuisine? Ooh, I really like um, Thai food. I feel like it's probably my favorite. I just had really good Thai the other night. Um, Did you? From yeah. where? Bangkok. Uh, oh, yeah. Supper Club. Yeah. Thai, yeah. Uh, coffee or tea? Oh my gosh. Neither. I don't like the taste. <laughs> really? Do wow. you drink, do you drink <laughs> anything for caffeine? Um, sometimes I drink energy drinks, but I try to stray away because they're just so bad. 
I know. And I'm embarrassed too. Every time I like open up, like, oh, no one look. Go to cocktail on a night out. Oh, a French 75. Someone else yeah, said that someone too. Yeah, I think on this season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a dating deal breaker of yours. Oh, if they hunt. Favorite physical quality of a, on a man. Um, I feel like their smile. Favorite subject or class you've taken? Um, inorganic chemistry. Favorite memory from the show? Oh my gosh. I have so many. I don't know. Well, you gotta only give me one. <laughs> oh. It could just be one one of your favorites. It doesn't have to be the favorite. This is the Honestly, last question, so this is what people I know will remember I was crapping you on. I was crapping on the Montreal date, but I really liked when we were all dancing around. I feel like that was just so fun. Okay, nice. Well, that does it for today. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on Happy Hour. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you to all our listeners. We really appreciate it. And make sure to subscribe to Bachelor Happy Hour because we have new episodes every single week and more exclusive interviews to come. Thanks again. Bye. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.